Welcome to the We Are Invincible podcast, a project of Wakagape. We are conversation starters, question askers, and prayerful ponderers. Join us as we invite others to the table to meet and celebrate all of the indispensable people that love Jesus. We believe that as followers of Christ, we are invincible when we are united as one. To learn more about other projects from Wakagape, visit www.wakagape.org. Hello, welcome to the very first episode of the We Are Invincible podcast. My name is Vicki Shaver, and I'm joined at the table today by Jessica Bates. It is our hope that this conversation today stirs something in you and prompts a respectful discussion and prayer and study or just whatever it is that brings you closer to the heart of God and his vision of what we call the Big C Church and your own community. I can't even believe we're sitting here today. Um, this is kind of a, the beginning, I guess, of a, of a public part of something that we've been doing for seven years. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy, Jessica, to sit at this table with you and do this. Um, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for stepping out into this. It is kind of insane to think that it has been seven years since um, the Lord first gave us this concept of, of Wakagape. Um, because of course this podcast, We Are Invincible, is a project of Wakagape. And our hope is that through this podcast, you'll have an opportunity to get to know us. We have an opportunity to highlight the different parts of the body of Christ um, around the world, around the tables, we bring them up to, for interview and for conversation and discourse um, to explore the community that is the family of God, um, but also to learn about this framework that God has given us in this project that we call Walk Agape. So it's pretty exciting. Um, and Vicki, this idea of first love that we're going to be exploring this month um, is really one of the first steps that we took in Wakagape, and and it came to you. Can you tell us a little, tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I remember when Jessica called me and said, "I feel like I'm called to this thing." <laughs> it's kind of like the manna. So vague at that point. What is it? <laughs> yeah. And I remember feeling like this wow, yes, there's something here, but not really knowing my part in it. And actually what happened was I was sleeping and like really sleeping. And in the middle of the night, I was, I woke up and I woke up to just two words, like an impression, however you, I don't know, think about that, but just woke up and I had these two words in my head, first love. And I remember writing them down because I'm a little squirrely. So I knew I needed to write it down. And I knew immediately that I was going to go look it up in the work. I was going to go to the Bible, figure out, because I, I vaguely was familiar that those two words were in, were in the Bible Mm -hmm. and where I found them was in revelation and in Jesus's letters to the church. And as I read over those letters and this one in particular, he admonished this church to return to their first love. Mm-hmm. And he, and, and specifically in the beginning part of the letter, he tells them that they're doing, they're doing some good things. 
you know, they're doing some good things. And he admonishes them though, but return to your first love. And there was this deep um, feeling in my heart that it was a personal thing for me. Mm -hmm. Like Vicki, return to your first love. And I, at the time, honestly, I didn't even know exactly what all that meant. But also it was a community thing. And now for seven years now, we've explored that, Mm -hmm. um, all of those facets, you know, the personal part of it, the community part of it, the greater, how we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ to a bigger world. Right. So yeah, that's how it started though. Well, and I remember you talking about those different facets, let's call it of that phrase, because it really is one of those yes and sort of places Mm -hmm. in the Bible in that it was return to your first love. So there was a personal aspect to it. Um, And I I remember you connecting it, or at least in our conversation since we've connected it to, I believe the passage in first John that talks about, we love him because he first loved us. And so there's that, that personal part of him giving, and us receiving. Mm. Um, and I know for me, that was the first step that he took us down this path was that I, I was really good at extending the love of God to other people. <laughs> you know, God so <laughs> yes. loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever saw, you know, we know, we know that a lot of us know those words. Um, and I was really good at extending that love to other people. Well, God loves you. Um, but I, when it came to me receiving that love from Jesus, mm-hmm. um, that was a little harder. I, that was when the Lord kind of, like you said, didn't really know what it meant, but there started to be kind of this awakening, um, that I had some baggage that the Lord mm-hmm. really wanted to unpack and leave on the side of the road. Um, yes. you don't need to pack that around anymore. There is freedom here. And the freedom is in my acceptance of you, my love of you, my, one of the words I remember him giving me was this idea that he adores me, which felt a little like scandalous, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I've, I'm more familiar with the amazing grace, how sweet the sound who saved a wretch like me sort of thought process, then God adores me and that I was created as a masterpiece. Um, And that whole, that has been such a journey for us, for me personally, but I know for us Mm -hmm. as well, that really led into the first part of walk agape in the paradigm, which is, is uh, that we're going to be exploring this year, um, which is that concept of of abiding. Right. Yeah. And you know, for me, the word was delight. Mm. He delights in me. That's how, those are hard. Uh, depending on your background, I guess. And, and that's where I guess we want to invite people into this is this is a, this is a journey. Like when you come to that realization that God almighty who spoke and everything was, in all of his grandness and all that that big, you know, holy you. Yes. Boom. Down to your heart. It's like, Whoa, I I don't know if I can fully go there. And, um, and I think it goes, you know, we had trial (laughs) 
some tribulation, a lot of things that led to understanding that. I want you to talk to though, Jess. So that's the personal, the, I love how you said that we, we return to him. Yes. There's that we return to our first love and we receive that love mm. so that, and well, just that we, we need to sit in that. But also then when we receive that love, it flows out like a river to other people. And so then, then we, we've, we've explored this before first comma love mm. first we love, what does that look like in community to other people in your experience? Yeah. Well, this is, it, it's interesting in the last seven years, we've really felt and experienced time and time again, that as the Lord calls us to talk about this stuff, weirdly, he wants us to actually go through it and, um, <laughs> learn about it and live it out a little bit before, um, gosh, we're even anywhere near qualified to talk about it, um, which we're not, we're just on the journey. Right. Um, but so I spent that time in that personal space. And then in the last two years, the Lord has brought me to a different type of ministry than I'd ever done before. And it's an organization called Young Life. And it's very, the, the thought process is this idea of what they call incarnational ministry. Um, as, as, a, as a concept of like Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, incarnate God in living in a body, that, that as you are living out the love of Jesus, you are earning the right to be heard. And it's, and it's um, specifically targeted, Young Life is, at teenagers. Um, it's just been such an eye-opening experience for me and has changed, even though I was already sort of, like you said, implementing that, like as I learned to receive the love of God and accept that I am fully loved and believed it and gosh, maybe even like myself a little bit and come out of shame and, and all of my baggage and stuff. Um, and that flowed out of me. This really took it to a whole nother level because as I, I had previously primarily been ministering or, or walking with or discipling, whatever word you want to use people in the church, people in the body of Christ already. Mm -hmm. And as I started stepping out into the world of teenagers, um, which a lot of adults find terrifying. Um, and I was one of them and I've already told them that. So if you're listening, ladies, I love you. Um, it is scary a little bit and you're walking into this. It's a different culture. It's totally different than I was when I was a teenager 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> it was, but it was different. And our society, what, what became so clear, so fast um was that our world and our culture is so loud right now and and these teens and really everyone and that's where i just came back to this concept of first comma love over and over again is the world is so loud and the world tells us over and over how wretched we are like yes, yes there's definitely a contingent of particularly American society and um, social media that's all about positivity and building yourself up and you can put, you know, all of those things. Yes, that's mm -hmm. there. But for the most part, especially like we're, we're recording this in the middle of some really vicious social media debates on political yes. streams and um, laws and like 
the, it's the age of the social media troll. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to go far or say much to have the world society or people on the other side of your phone screen tell you that you are worthless, that you are pointless, you are stupid, you are like these demeaning, belittling things because yes. you disagree mm-hmm. or are different or, or whatever. Like the world yells that we are worthless. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, perhaps too that the, but the people that are coming and saying that the positivity movement, maybe that's in response to that too. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's killing us, right? We're disconnected. Mm-hmm. We are, um, but when we're shut down and as we, as I began to walk with these youth, um, you know, they didn't need one more person to come in and say, you dirty, rotten sinner, you got to get your life right or come to Jesus and he's going to fix you. Like mm-hmm. they didn't, mm-hmm. Not that those are necessarily incorrect or wrong thought processes, but it's again, it's that yes and. Yeah. And what heart does it come from too? Exactly. Exactly. They they need to hear first that God loves them, that there's a savior that says he loved them even in the middle of their wretchedness and their brokenness and their baggage and their hardship and their shame because my gosh, you guys that teens are dealing with some hard stuff that we can't even imagine because it's so different from where we were when it was us. Well, and so many adults too, we're, right? we're still stuck in their bags that around, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that, that not only that, that God sees you in the midst of that and loves you enough to not just like, that's like, I don't want to minimize that, not just die for you. Like that's life altering mm-hmm. raised to life for you, but walk with you in relationship. It's not like a, it's that, it's not like he saved you and dropped you off on the side of the street and like rode on like that idea of, so it's like this cycle thing, right? First, we receive the love of God. We, we are given the love. And so we receive it and then we reciprocate it. And our first message out to the broken, wounded world of which we are a part and the prime piece of, yes, is that he loves us and that he loves us enough to not leave us there and he's not going to abandon us. And, and we have to change this paradigm. We have to, um, we just have to start with love because God is yes and. It is love and truth. It is mm-hmm love and boundaries. It is love Mm -hmm. and different ways. It is love and laying down of old things and walking away from hurt. And it is love and forgiveness. It's love and justice. It's love Mm -hmm. and mercy because it doesn't say that God is wrath or anger or God is love. Amen. It's part of his character. I I love um, A.W. Tozer's attributes of God. And it goes through all of those things like his omnipotence. And, and we're getting into some really mm-hmm. academic sort of ideas, but yeah. in the scripture, he is most recently, and you're the word nerd. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, my brain's going everywhere. Yeah. I'm right focus, <laughs> right? yeah. He is, I am. He is first and foremost, he is, I am who was and always will be. But when he is described, he is described as love. Yes. God is love. I believe that's first John as well. And even the fruits of the spirit of God, which is the essence of God himself is love. And love. I, I love how yeah. my 
I love how my pastor talks about it in that he says it is singular. The fruit of the spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, and all of that comes out of, those are attributes of love, but that the Amen. fruit is love. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that. Well, I think you were saying something that just, I, honestly, I hadn't really quite thought about it this way as you were saying it, but um, it's, you said we need to, we need to, um, however you said that we need to change that, change the paradigm or something. Perhaps we need to go back to our first love and watch him Mm. because when he was up there dying for his enemies on the cross, who were literally looked down, who were literally killing him. He looked down and he said, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm. First love, not first curse them because what not first Right. And we can, we can see so many examples of Jesus. And perhaps instead of changing a paradigm, what we're talking about here with this first love is returning back to our first love. Yes. Uh, uh, The way Rick Lawrence um, says it, paying ridiculous attention to Jesus. Yes. And sitting there for a while. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm excited to explore it. Okay. I'm so excited for this. So Jessica, as you know, We are going to end every episode because we want to get to know all of the indispensable people that love Jesus, the big C church, as it were. And so we're going to ask a couple of questions. First, I'm going to do something, and then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. But first, I want to honor you. I'm going to try not to cry because I am seeing her face to face, even though you're just hearing the audio. I want to honor you, my dear friend, um, woman of God. Um, for your sacrifice for Jesus. You walked away from your dream job in order to follow him completely, literally taking up your cross and bearing it on behalf of all of your people that you love so dearly. And your example of Jesus to me and to so many others around you is uh, uh, inexplicable and powerful and weighty and just beautiful. So I want to honor you for that, for your love, for your community and your family and all of us indispensable people that love Jesus because you are amazing. Um, And then I want to ask you. (laughs) So we want to end every episode of our podcast with two questions that we call common unity questions. And so common unity is community, right? The etymology of community is, are those things that are common to us um, in humanity and that bring unity among people because it's common. And in our case, in the body of Christ. And so these two questions are meant to just kind of show us a little bit about who you are and the part that you play in the body and how you think about things and some fun too. So two questions. Here we go. Describe Jesus in one minute or less. I wish I'd prepped more for this one. Um, okay. So I'm a geek. So the very first thing that comes to mind is the, and I think it was intentional sort of by the author himself, but the character of Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Um, He is the best, kindest, most loving king. He's the best king. He is the good king. He's the good father. And he is 
out to restore a broken kingdom. He is out to um, fight for his people um, and he's going to walk with them and love them and he's going to call them on their crap when they need it. He's going to pick them up when they need someone to, to pick them up and he's going to follow hard in pursuing them when they're lost and they've been captured by the enemy. And um, the character himself obviously is flawed, but when I think of Jesus, I think of that character in all of his very best moments and in the perfection and the holiness and the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Um, it's, it's all of that and everything. He's all of that and everything more than we could ever think of. Was that oh, I love that. Oh, I love it because it just gives us a sense of you too. She is a nerd, you guys. And we totally. love that about her like big time. Yeah. Okay. This one's silly. What, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be and why? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. If I could be any animal, I would be an orca because I love the water. I love the ocean. Um, they are beautiful, majestic creatures, if a bit rotund. And um, <laughs> they are, they're just so like, they love community. They're in community. They love their people. They love their family. Um, they're fiercely devoted to that. Um, and they're gorgeous, but they could also eat you if they wanted to. <laughs> so, yes. Like they're yes. beautiful and they're amazing and they in the water, but they're also could be ferocious if they need to. And I kind of, yeah, if they're protecting their babies, watch out. <laughs> I like that duality. Yes. And oh, I love it. Thank you so much for joining me at the table today, Jessica. Thank you. I'm excited for this journey. We're going to rock it. God is so awesome. And I have just no doubt that he is going to do amazing things in the future. You've been listening to the We Are Invincible podcast, a project of Wakagape. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Wakagape to join the community and get updates and encouragement throughout your week. Come back next week to meet another part of the extended family of God. We're real, we love Jesus, and you never know who's going to walk through the door. Thanks for joining us. We hope you come back to the table soon.